Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's get out to the phone line. We welcome in our guy, Mark Drumheller. You can find his work with Yahoo Sportsbook. Mark, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing fantastic, man. Gearing up for the NBA playoffs. We got a big UFC card tomorrow night. And then, you know, we get a little, we get a version of football back next weekend with the uh, USFL kicking off. So uh, lots of things going on, but, um, you know, NBA playoffs really can't wait to get into it. So, you know what, before we get to the NBA, I'll let Trista ask you some NBA questions. I actually want to start with UFC 273. And I have to admit, man, I get all the car, like I buy all the pay-per-views. I wasn't super jacked for this card. I need a really, I need one best bet or a couple really good bets. And then I could talk my wife into ordering it. My in-laws are in town. What do you got for me this weekend? What do you like? What are you looking at? There you go. You got to pay off the pay-per-view with the bet. I got to tell my father-in-law, like, hey, hey, we're watching this because we have some money. work. It's work. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, work. Write it off. But uh, the, uh, you know, the best bet I think on the entire card is uh, Chemayev. When when you look at Chemayev against Burns, like, he's really, you know, probably the most dominant prospect we've seen yet in the UFC. And it is a step up in competition, a huge step up in competition for him to take Burns. The line is obviously wide. So in these types of situations, what we want to do is we want to play the method of victory. I was able to get him to finish the fight at minus 150. I think you can get it around 180, 190 now. Um, and I think that's, that's really the best bet. Now, what I was also able to do is, and you can kind of, you know, you might have to shop around a little bit for this, but, you know, where he's weak um, in this fight is, or where we're unsure is, Burns a world-class submission grappler, right? So it, when this fight gets to the ground where Chamayev is ultimately going to want to take it and pound him out, um, you know, he is vulnerable to Burns' submissions. And, and, you know, Burns could grab a hold of an arm, submit him that way. And that's really Burns' best way to win the fight, I think. And you can get Burns by submission. I got it earlier in the week at 18-1. to 1. You could probably still get it around 12-1. to 1. So you could kind of build in a hedge, like a little bit of a hedge there, which is what I did. I did about two units on the inside the distance because, you know, it was around minus 150. It's around minus 190 now. And then I built in that hedge with the Burns submission um, at 18-1. to 1. Mark, I was uh, listening to Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid says to the world that the reason that he's not getting more MVP love is because he happens to play for Philadelphia. And for some reason, Philadelphia gets less love, even in the city of brotherly love. One, do you think that that's actually true? Is there something to what Joel Embiid uh, has to say about that? And, you know, what do you think happened where Nikola Jokic, who has been balling out pretty much the same exact way throughout the course of the, the whole season, the Nuggets are in sixth place, uh, how he would drop off from being the odds-on favorite to now being plus 275 to win regular season MVP? Yeah, I think what we saw was a combination of factors, and that's usually what happens. And, you know, when they made the trade for Harden and those first four games that everyone was going to talk about, it was, you know, oh, Embiid's got this wrapped up. All he's got to do is stay healthy. The Sixers are rolling. And then you hit the turbulence, right? And they stopped playing the, the Knicks. Right, they stopped playing the Knicks. They stopped playing the Timberwolves defense, and they ran into trouble. And then I think it ended up hurting Embiid that they struggled a little bit because, you know, it, he's almost looked at it as, well. he has, you know, so many more weapons and they're still not winning games when Jochik is out there doing it, you know, pretty much by himself, you know, in general. But I really think that where it really got away from him was 
the game against Milwaukee, it was their last game of the season. They had a very soft schedule to round out the year. We know it's been a lot of Pacers, a lot of Pistons. You know, they played the Raptors last night. That was, you know, a tough one mixed in. But, you know, they had that game, and that was his chance to to really make a definitive statement, you know, in front of the, the nation and the voters. And he gets a shot blocked by Giannis with the game on the line, right? And, and it's really just once that happened, it was like it's over. Like there's no real turning back because there's not enough time and there's not enough level of competition to really make that statement, you know, at the end of the season when it was starting to slip away. And I think that's what you're seeing. He's putting up 40 against the Pacers, you know, 50 in one night. And, you know, it's just not good enough because everybody still kind of has that. Well, when they needed that game against Milwaukee, you know, the game was on the line. He had the ball and Giannis put it in the third row. Mark, am I crazy that, like, all season long I've talked about the parity, especially, like, in the Eastern Conference, but when I look in the West, man, like, I love this Memphis Grizzlies team, but they kind of remind me of the Bulls team from years ago where Derrick Rose won the MVP. They were the number one seed in the East, and then they ran into the the Heat, the experienced team in the playoffs. Just because they are so young, they've only been there once. Does the Suns, they're plus 280 right now to win the championship. Does that seem like a sucker bet? I mean, the Suns are just the most complete team all regular season long. And now, like, you know, last season, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, they had never even played in the playoffs. And then they went all the way to the NBA Finals. So now they have that experience. And if Chris Paul could stay healthy, man, I think they beat the Bucs even. So plus 280, you think that's a sucker bet or you think that's still good value with Phoenix? Or would you just look elsewhere in the in the West? No, I think it's good value, right? Because they're, they're still, like, so deep. And, you know, even, like, if you look at the West, like, I, I mean, I'm surprised that Memphis's line is still wide. It's, like, six and a half, one the one to win the West. So um, I, I think that should probably be a little bit shorter. There's probably value there, but I still think the Suns, you know, do come out of the West. Um, and, you know, even when they get to the finals, like we're seeing some cracks in some of these Eastern Conference teams, like sure, you know, uh, you know, Milwaukee, you know, is coming on strong and Boston has probably been, you know, the best team in the NBA over the past, you know, month or so. And, you know, but, you know, Brooklyn, are they going to be able to get there, you know, coming uphill? Are they going to run out of gas? So some of the teams even in the East that the Suns are going to play with their depth, like I wouldn't be worried about that at all. I think it's really the Suns, you know, opportunity here to really, you know, come back and win the title after they came up short last year. I want to ask you about the Toronto Raptors who, you know, last year they weren't able to play in Canada at all. They had to be in Tampa Bay. Fans in Tampa Bay, if you want to even call them that, were basically booing the Raptors. Masai Ujiri uh, said that, that that stint having to play away from their hometown, t- hometown basically set them back. And before the bubble, before the league shut down, they were number two in the East, made some moves, got rid of Kyle Lowry, and now here they are even after being in the 12th spot at one point during the year. They're at five. What do you think that the Raptors' ceiling is? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty high. I mean, I think when you look at the, you know, last 15 games, third in net rating overall, you know, it's 7.9. So, and it's right up there above Phoenix, right below Memphis, below Boston. So they're right in the mix when you're talking about how they're playing in form going into the playoffs. Um, unfortunately, it looks like they're probably going to get my Sixers, which is a matchup that I'm not really thrilled about. I would have loved to have Chicago in the first round. But, you know, they it, again, that's a winnable series. You know, we just saw them face play last night it's going to be a tough series for both sides so if, if they can get through that first round that's going to give them a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum um you know i still like the sixers i still holding out hope that they can kind of put things together when everything gets on the line and rivers has to shorten the rotations a little bit when we get into the playoffs but uh, toronto is a tough out listen i know that everybody kind of in that mix in the east the three four five 
you know, nobody wants Toronto. Every, everybody wants Chicago and for good reason. Yeah, yeah. As I know. A, as a Sixers fan, Mark, do you feel like there's any validity to Nick Nurse knowing how to tweak Joel Embiid and get into his head? I think it's possible. I, I think that the one thing that we do know about Embiid, and we saw it even last year against Atlanta, is that he does get emotional. And you know what I mean? And when things aren't going right, when he's not getting the foul calls, when they're turning the ball over, you know, body language has been an issue in that type of situation. And, you know, we've kind of seen that. So we're hoping this year with Harden, you know, that we make that The king jump. of good body language. Yeah, the king of good body language, right? The, the chemistry, the glue that holds everybody together, right? No, but both those guys hopefully feed off each other because, to me, this year's playoff run is going to be huge for both of their legacies because, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, well, you know, you got harder next year. You can kind of run it back. But now you're looking at this was the year where you have had indeed healthy the entire year in his prime playing the best that he's ever played. And now you're going to, the expectation is you're going to want him to come back and do that again next year. I think that's going to be tough. That's not something I want to bank on. I think the East is open enough now to where if they're going to make a run, they have to do it. But they've got to switch things up. They're running out of time. Who do you think matches up the best with the Bucs? Like, I think it's probably going to be Miami or maybe Boston if they get Robert Williams. But do you think there's a sneaky team in the East? Everybody keeps talking about the Hawks, man. But I just, they're so inconsistent. And until they get John Collins back on the floor, you know, I I just, I I don't think they could compete with a team like Milwaukee or Miami or Boston in the seven-game series. Is there a team that you think could sneak up on somebody in the East? I don't think so. Like, like not really. Right. Like, the Hawks, nice run lately, right? But when we get into the playoffs, it's going to be isolation. It's going to be half court, you know, all that. And I, I don't think they're going to be able to match up. Like, defensively, they just can't. You know, we're talking about, you know, uh, you know teams like Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And, you know, they're just going to end up falling short. So, I think it is a nice push, a nice run. Um, but I'm going to I'll tell you what, I'm really excited for the playoffs, play-in tournament yeah. in, in both conferences. Like, especially the West. You know, when you look at the West, um, you know, those teams like, you know, the Clippers coming on with Paul George last five games, Clippers, San Antonio and New Orleans all in the top eight in that rating, rating. So all of them are playing very well going into the playoffs. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Moving over to the West. Who do you think the Warriors want to play in the first round the most? It's a great question. I mean, I would think, you know, probably the Jazz. Yeah. I mean, the Jazz are a team just because, you know, we talk about culture and, and that sort of thing. It just seems like, you know, what you're hearing from that team is everybody's kind of like, yeah, we'll kind of give it a run, and then we're going to go our separate ways next year, right? Like, you know, Gobert, they don't get him the ball when they need to get him the ball. Donovan Mitchell is just running up, jacking up threes all the time. Um, typically, they haven't performed well in the playoffs. So if there was a team, like, in that mid-range, I'd rather do that, play them than, than Denver, to be honest with you, even though – Denver is kind of depleted and only has Jochik. Uh, he can kind of take over the game a little bit. So if I was Golden State, I, w- I, w- I would probably want Utah. Mark, we only got about like two minutes here. Really quickly, though, any value in any of the awards? I know we've kind of hit on everything, MVP, but like I was looking at Defensive Player of the Year. Marcus Smart's great, but he's minus 190. What do you think about maybe like Jaron Jackson plus 500, Bam Adebayo plus 600, or anything with Rookie of the Year? You know, Evan Mobley's really juiced, minus 225. But I think Scotty Barnes is worth a look, plus 155. Anything or just, nah, stay away for right now? Yeah, I still think Scotty Barnes is worth a look, like yeah. in the Rookie of the Year. I mean, I think because Mobley did miss some, you know, miss some time, and then they're kind of moving him. Like, I think having Allen go out and having to move him to center kind of hurt him a little bit, even though he stepped up, played admirably. But Barnes has done you know, everything that, that Nick Nurse has asked him to do, and you're seeing Toronto really surging while, 
you know, the optics, right? Cleveland going the other way. People want to play Cleveland in the playoffs. Nobody wants to play Toronto. So I think that shoe is better for Barnes. So still get them at what? Plus 155. Like, I, I think there's value there, plus money. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Thanks, the fights Mark. this weekend, and we'll talk again for the playoffs. That's Mark Drumheller. You can find his work with Yahoo Sportsbook. He joined us on the Roman guest line, Roman video line, Roman guest line. He wasn't on the video. I should know that. Come on, Ryan. You didn't see him, did you? 